thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. Now, if you've been following me since the very first podcast, today is actually episode number 10, so we're up to the double digits and I just wanted to say thank you, Sarah, very much um, for being with me today and also thanks for all the support um, from everyone, which has been fantastic. But today's topic is all about how a busy and exhausted mum still manages to cook from scratch. And to talk more about this topic, I've invited Sara Capacci from Brisbane as our guest speaker today. Sara is an Italian mum to two beautiful boys who now resides in Brisbane in Australia. Not only is she a super mum, but she's also a bit of a whiz in the kitchen, as well as studying full-time in a traditional Chinese medicine degree at Endeavour College of Natural Health in Brisbane, which does involve four years of study, so it's a massive commitment. But to tell us more about how busy and exhausted mum still manages to cook from scratch, I'd like to give a warm, healthy shift worker welcome to Sarah. Oh, hi, Audra. Thank you so much. You already brought tears to my eyes. Oh, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> that wasn't the intention. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's. Thank it's, you for having me. Oh, look, it, it's just wonderful, um, you know, for you to be on the podcast today. I, I really appreciate it, Sarah, because I do know that you're super busy. Um, but I really wanted to chat to you because whilst you're currently not a shift worker, you have worked shift work before. Um, Yeah, so I guess you do have a very good appreciation of what our listeners are feeling. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and also you're doing something um, which in my mind can be incredibly hard to do and maintain whilst working 24-7 and that's to cook from scratch. So, you know, having no additives, preservatives, I guess jars of anything basically um, for your family, which is which is a pretty phenomenal achievement. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's um, get into the interview. Um, I guess um, I'd love if you can, Sarah, is just to share a little bit about yourself, like where were you born, when did you move to Australia, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Italy, as you said, and um, I moved to Australia about 10 years ago when um, <laughs> trying to recover from uh, adrenal fatigue for working too much, I decided ah. to come over here on a long holiday and that, and that um, time ended up being a big change as I met my husband um, who took me on a new um, kind of role in uh, shift working, which is being a mum. Um, <laughs> yeah, working 24-7 and um, my kids really never slept at night. So it, it, is, it is like a, a working role, even though it's beautiful. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been here for a while um, trying to adapt and um, appreciate this beautiful country, Um, but there was something missing and it wasn't just my family, but something that I really have been wanting to do for a long time, which is helping others. 
um, to recover from this great fatigue mm. <laughs> and um, actually mm. manage a normal life uh, without stressing too much. Um, and I decided um, to study Chinese medicine, as to me is the one that speaks to my heart. And um, I think it's a very effective way of living life that we've probably forgotten. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how, how long did you actually work shift work um, prior to being a mum, Sarah? Well, it wasn't what actually... What sort of shifts were they? Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't actually one role like um, you have done for so long. Um, I started when I was probably 19, trying to save up some money. So I was working during the day in an office doing admin work. And then uh, on weekends, I would, um, well, on the Friday night, um, I would just go straight and work to a re in a restaurant from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., and so all through the weekend, and um, and I did all the um, summer months in Italy, which are about four months uh, every night, doing 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning, mm. uh, which left me exhausted. And in the morning, for me, when I woke up, was um, a cup of coffee and straight to work again, <laughs> and then... <laughs> another cup of coffee and then back to the restaurant and it was this office and restaurant and office and restaurant and it was non-stop. Wow. Since um, the day I felt a bit sick and then I thought, oh, you know what, the office is enough, is enough and uh, I'll do that for a while. But I am very creative and I get bored very quickly. So um, I did decide to open my own business after a while. I was getting a bit bored <laughs> doing admin. Um, I grew up with my mum. She's a chef and, she, and I've been always working in restaurants in different roles, even though I've got no formal um, education for it, uh, but lots of experience. So I started um, a little takeaway slash restaurant um, and that the, the principle of that was fresh food, simple, um, yeah, simple fresh food. Uh, people really appreciate it and it took off like crazy um, because I would source products from the market at 6 a.m. Um, and sell them the same day. But that meant for me being awake at 6 a.m. and going to bed at 3 a.m., so three hours sleep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, and so, how long were you doing that for? Uh, three years. Um, and after wow. that, I started having the occasional collapse here and there. And I mm. thought, oh, better sell the business and go on holidays. <laughs> uh, maybe Australia will do for me. <laughs> oh, it really? Is that how it all transpired that you ended up coming to Australia? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Um, Yes, oh, I've been hospitalized actually for a week, um, but they couldn't um, get to the cause of this and why my blood tests were showing up like water kind of thing and mm. uh, no nutrients, obviously. And um, yeah, having the occasional collapse, well, occasional was almost every day. Uh, so I thought, you know, maybe if they can't find the cause, maybe a holiday would be a nice medicine. Yeah, so I ended up here and um, I, I 
worked a little bit. I traveled and I did all things that I've never been able to do because of working too much. Mm. I just don't really want people to do the same and end up sick. Mm. Um, yes. Oh, well, so that, yeah, hope, um, hopefully, yeah, as you said before, you know, studying your Chinese um, medicine, that, yeah, you'll be able to use your own past experience to be able to, you know, help others. And my goodness, you certainly went from burnout <laughs> um, yes. mode. Um, and, I, and I guess it's something that I always um, believe shift workers do is that we don't just burn the candle at both ends, but we set light to it in the middle as well. Yes, totally. Which I think is exactly what you were doing, but you were doing it for so many years. And there comes a point where, and this is what absolutely amazes me, um, and that I've learnt, um, you know, through through my studies at the moment, is that the human body is incredibly adaptable. And it just will put up with so much for quite a long time. Yes, it will give us little, you know, signals, um, you know, and little hints and clues to say, you know, this this is not not quite right. But when we are so incredibly busy all the time, um, we just tend to ignore it because we just keep going. We just have to keep going, which is obviously what you had to do for so many years until you just eventually... um, yeah, it was time to go. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I love the story that how you ended up coming to Australia. So, yeah. yeah we keep doing it because as, as you did, I guess, you don't want to lose your job. You've got goals to achieve. You need to pay the mortgage. Yeah, you've absolutely. got your commitments and you've mm. got that that gives you that income you need. So mm. you keep going and you do it. But mm. um, so – Many people don't have a choice. They still have to do it yes. uh, because the profession itself requires you to, to work on shifts. Mm. But still, um, I learned as a mum this time, which is a much better shift working role, <laughs> <laughs> that um, we, still, we still have to do it. I, with my kids, I still have to wake up at night, especially I – uh, one of them has been very challenging, and um, as a new mum, I had to wake up every hour for mm, probably three years, and they would not even sleep during the day, just have those 20 minutes. And all those friends that said, oh, why don't you come to the park? Why, why don't you come to the uh, commercial centre? Why don't we do this or that? Oh, we are meeting here. We're going for a coffee. Just bring your baby. He'll sleep in the pram. Not, not my baby. And not this mum. I was exhausted and, and still am, <laughs> yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. But being so far away from home also, I didn't have my mum to um, mm. prepare healthy meals for me mm. or look after the baby for a little bit and letting me have a rest. So I learned to manage, yeah. And I learned to get organized, and that's um, something that I can. I I'm learning even better now with TCM, which is all so Chinese traditional Chinese medicine. Um, actually, in their tradition, the first month after giving birth, the woman has to stay in the house, and um, let's say the grandmother uh, of the child is the one actually doing the whole work because. 
during birth you lose so much blood, so much chi, so much energy that um, that month is all about getting it all back and then with and also with through food through warming nice nurturing food mm -hmm. and then you'll have the strength to actually be a mother but for most of us in the western world uh it's uh, day one go go for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah traditional chinese medicine is all about balance and and it's very effective as it aims at targeting the particular imbalance that cause all the symptoms that the person experience. So it is about restoring the vital energy and uh, they say in a physical way also restoring the circulation of blood and fluids that can, you know, feed your organ and um, get you to absorb the nutrients of what you're eating. Wow, that sounds fascinating. It is. Yeah, wow, my goodness. Yeah, so Chinese medicine uh, through acupuncture, but also through herbs, through uh, diet, exercise, um, therapy, really helps a person feeling whole again mm. and having the energy to do whatever it has to do. If it's shift work, it's shift work. If it's being a mum, it's being a mum. Mm. Physically, mentally, spiritually. So it targets the whole aspect of health, including obviously food, which is a big, big part of it. Mm. Okay, yeah. so it's not actually um, because I, I don't know a, a, a huge amount of, of about TCM, just you know bits and pieces that I have picked up from hanging around you. Um, but so I just for the other, for the listeners out there that you know aren't familiar with TCM, it's not just the needles. Is that correct? Because that was that was kind of what I thought, and, and I have a phobia of needles. I'm just not a needle person. So, but you're saying it's not just about needles. It's also about it's, herbs and... It's a whole um, complementary medicine. Mm. I have to use that word mm. um, system. So, it's, and it's all about balance. So, it's like, uh, it's a bit different than nutrition, I guess. Um, sometimes you, I guess sometimes you do need that little naughty chocolate but <laughs> it still it balances you out you yep. can't even be obsessed yep. um with oh, totally um, agree yep be all good we we mm. as a as human beings we are naturally we naturally seek balance which is between yin and yang and naughty and good and mm. you know hot or cold whatever you want to say mm. but um um i yeah, I struggle with obsessions and being too extreme on one side or the other. Mm. And so that's why I like Chinese medicine, even though obviously they don't um, um, <laughs> they don't advocate eat chocolate every day, you know, like. Oh, really? Kind of oh, thing. that's a shame. Shame. <laughs> and, but it's not about all about needles. They help a lot, but yep. you can do um, massage, Chinese massage, um, it it can have a similar effect. And then diet and um, exercise, it, it looks at a whole person as a, as a whole mm. and um, targets mental, physical. It's not just about needles. Okay. But needles help a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, maybe I might be brave enough to for you to jab me a couple of times if I come into the clinic. 
<laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> oh, no, not yet. Yes, you're, you're still halfway through. So, yes. um, yeah, no problem. Yes, no, I definitely don't want to see you at the moment then. <laughs> but most definitely um, later on, yeah. So, yeah, it sounds fascinating. Um, I guess, as you've already mentioned um, prior, this kind of leads me on to my next question, um, getting back to the shift working environment that you're saying like the, you know all the mums out there yes you're not technically defined as being a shift worker but my golly goodness you certainly do you know have to encounter the similar hours and struggles and sleep deprivation um that that we encounter and you know you don't even get paid for it but we do um but what I wanted to talk to you about is, um, you know, that you don't rely on, um, you know, processed foods, takeaways or anything like that, uh, despite, you know, you're having to juggle all of this. And shift workers, because we are so tired all of the time, that becomes like takeaways and processed foods, microwave meals, all that sort of stuff does form a part of our diet for a lot of us because we're so tired all the time. So, how do you how do you not do that? Well, <laughs> I had to learn to get organized and to make choices. And to make sorry, I missed that last bit. Choices. Choices. Okay, yes. Yeah. So also, I don't want to come through as the perfect person. Sometimes I do chuck the pizza in the oven <laughs> like everybody else but it's very rare it's just when I really don't have any other resource or I'm so tired and kids screaming like yeah. in any other family yeah um so the, the occasional uh garbage food we do have <laughs> but um it's all about um trying to make choices and that starts when you go shopping so um, obviously, I can't afford to get everything organic as I would love, mm-hmm. but I know there are certain foods that are more important than others. For example, eggs or um, grass-fed um, meat and chicken. For me, we eat less of, the, of it, but um, needs to be organic, grass-fed, good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And um, other things, I just pick it up and then I think, oh, is that good for me? Is that good for my kids um, or not? And that at that time I make the choice. Does it go in my pantry? Because if it goes in the trolley or in my basket, it's going to end up in my end up in my pantry or fridge and it's going to be eaten. So mm. is that good for my child uh, or not? And um, once I get home uh, my and my pantry has got, only good things, things that are good for me with uh, the chocolate hidden in the back so the kids can't see it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my fridge is full of um, fresh vegetables, um, fruit, uh, organic eggs, um, organic meat, all the basics. Then I'm too tired actually to follow recipes, which I would read now and then just to get some inspiration, but um, I don't have the time. And also I always hated following instructions, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, I can't, um, I can't focus sometimes on recipes and all those beautiful books uh, that are perfect and tell you step one, you do this, step two. No, so I just choose the good ingredients and then I put them together, uh, like a nice roast with some vegetables or a nice salad 
uh, with some proteins or some chickpeas in there or some boiled organic eggs in there, something that doesn't take long to put together. Uh, the other thing is um, I do have to get organized. So when I'm actually not tired and I've got the energies and I've got the creativity and inspiration, I cook and I cook like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I make my big pot of broth um, of chicken, traditional Italian chicken broth. Uh, that I don't know. Um, I don't know how many liters it would be. Probably eight. Um, so we have broth that night, but then I stock my freezer up. My freezer up with little containers of broth. Or I make um, a, a soup from fresh vegetables and we would have um, soup the day after probably and stock up in my freezer. freezer. So anytime my child, like the other, the other morning, 8.30, he was hungry and uh, he didn't want anything I usually make for breakfast. He wanted broth. <laughs> and so how, how do I cook a slow-cooked nourishing broth at 8.30 in the morning, I just go to my freezer, get a container, put it in the pot, add some rice, and here you go, a nurturing broth. Wow. Yeah, so it's all about getting organized and uh, cook up in advance or whenever. I cook only once a day. I make my dinner and I make double quantity so my kids the day after they can have the leftovers for lunch at school or childcare. We also do the same, make up a salad, and there you go. You don't have to cook three, four times a day. Even a mother that is a stay-at-home mom, that I, I don't think should do that because there are lots of other things we need to do. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's um, that's wonderful to hear, actually. Um, yeah, the whole just cooking once a day because, uh, yeah, I, I agree, you know, we're not, you know, destined to be slaved in the kitchen and stuck. There's a lot of other things that, you know, we, we you know, need to be doing but also want to do as well, getting out and about and enjoying life, not being stuck <laughs> to the kitchen. And yeah, I, exactly. you know, Yeah, and I really loved how you said that you do have your days where you just, yeah, um, how did you pronounce it, cook like a, um, you know, in bulk? <laughs> like a, yes. Um, so, you know, that's been really, really good use of your time. And, you know, it's making good use of the um, the produce that you've bought as well because the food, you know, it, it does cost money to buy uh, and you don't want to waste any of it. So I think, um, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. You mentioned um, that you learnt a lot of your cooking or your whole food cooking from your mum growing up. Was that... Um, was that also inspired from your like your own allergies, perhaps, or illness within the family, um, or a combination of both, or was it just you just learnt so much from your mum? Uh, I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably didn't appreciate um, my mum's teachings as back then as much as I do now, being a mum myself. Mm. Um, But she is a wonderful cook and actually I would say chef because she is. Um, But what I really loved her is um, simplicity and and being creative, um, being able to create something delicious from whatever you've got. 
you don't need like if if a recipe has got um, five ingredients and you only have four you still can do it you mm. can still be creative mm-hmm. it might not be ex- the same or you can reinvent some, something new combining those ingredients with something different it's all about knowing your ingredients your and and also using things when they're fresh so instead of uh, thinking, oh, to, I only want to go shopping today on, on a Monday because on Friday I'm going to make, I don't know, bok choy or something. By Friday, the poor bok choy is going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, a bit shriveled looking. How about yeah. probably um, cooking it and, and freeze it and while it's very fresh and mm. while it's still packed with um, uh, nice nutrients mm. and minerals, yeah, and and make advantage of what you've got fresh. So it's about eating fresh, I guess, more than um, buying fancy ingredients. Mm, I yeah. love that because we can, uh, you know, we can get so obsessed with with cookbooks, and you know, I myself certainly um, I can relate to parts of that where I'd be just, you know, scanning through cookbooks, and you know, I'm making my list, and I've got to get this particular ingredient, and then I'm going down to the shops, and I can't find it, and I think, oh, well, I can't make that recipe. But as you said, you know, you just adapt, and you replace it with something, you know, similar. Uh, it's just about keeping it simple, and that it doesn't, simple. you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to look like the picture in a cookbook or something like that. It's it's just about providing really good nurturing um, food or fuel for the family. So, yeah. yeah. It's what works for you, for your mm. family, but um, fresh is the key. Yeah. And um, also, I've been, yeah, after, I guess after all I went through, all that uh, kind of shift work, um, pressure and um, obviously not um, yeah it was totally adrenal fatigue um, I've been told from many doctors that I wouldn't have been able to have kids so uh, I was on medications wow. and lots of side effects wow. and um, lined up from a second of the laparoscopy uh, but then one day I thought you know what? What am I doing? What am I doing to myself with those all these medications? Are they? Do I have to get them because otherwise I will die? Not. Will they save me from? Will they provide a solution for me to actually being able to have kids? No. Which was just a, a management of pain, I guess. And, um, yeah, one day I had a massive um, side effect. I, I couldn't remember. I was in a place and I couldn't remember where I was. And I thought, you know, I, I'll try something different. How about uh, I'll go in this chemist where they have uh, free naturopathic um, consultations. So I started from there and there started my adventure natural medicine, let's say, uh, because six months of uh, strict diet, because it was related to uh, actually getting rid of uh, pain uh, and some acupuncture, got me to have two beautiful kids. So it might not work for everybody, mm. but uh, management of few things can be done uh, naturally with food, with herbs, um, yeah. Chinese wow. medicine, let's say some needles. Mm. And I'm not saying 
the case of a diabetic person or someone who's on medications for something in particular, and they should be, uh, but I'm saying for other people that um, probably take medication just for a headache or for some occasional pain or for something that um, I guess is not um, life-threatening or it, it can be managed. Mm, that's but, an inspiring uh, story. At least in my case, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone goes through their own journeys and experiences different things. And I guess for you, you really wanted to, I guess, listen to your body more and, um, you know, find an alternative way, which, you know, which ended up working for you, which is fabulous. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So um, just getting back to the food part, as an Italian, what's your favourite and easiest food to make? If you know, if someone's listening and they wanting to all of a sudden have a bit of an Italian food night, what what would you say is their easiest uh, recipe? Oh, I know you don't follow recipes, but something that you can whip up pretty quickly. Uh, quickly, I'm not sure. Um, okay, well, semi quickly. Actually, yeah, <laughs> semi quickly. Uh, Going back to the previous question, also my kids are very reactive to sugars and um, gluten and dairy. I can see their behavior changing. So I had to adapt many recipes, many things I do. And I like and I love um, the traditional chicken broth, which uh, it takes six hours to cook. Um, but at the end of it, you've got dinner for the same night, like the, the kind of boiled chicken with, let's say, a salad or some vegetables. And then you've got broth for the, your freezer and um, probably broth for whatever soup or ris- a risotto is really good one. Mm. I love and my kids love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really um, use the chicken stock a lot even to cook risotto because it makes it more nourishing Mm. um but yes once you've made it then uh, it's quick Mm. you've got it in the freezer it's going to take 10 minutes just Mm. to warm up um or a chicken roast but again for me it's slow cooking i was about to say that yeah the the slow cooker is yeah it can be our best friend yeah yes but um uh, vegetable soup for example you just put all your veggies in a bit of boiling water and that's it. That takes 20 minutes and mm. easy, mm. ready to go. Might not be Italian, sorry, but, it's <laughs> <laughs> but that's my favorite. And my kids love it because they grew up with it. And, and that's what they asked for instead of, um, I don't know, they, they're starting to ask for lollies. They, they're starting to understand that um, dried fruit is not a treat, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting cheeky as well um but yeah they love it so i guess that's an easy and quick one mm, love it that's yeah, that's great and it's certainly a not a better alternative to the takeaway you know it does take a little bit of pre-prep beforehand but yeah once it's sort of on and cooking and yeah that's um that's really good so yeah all right i'm just um as we kind of near the end of the podcast um sarah i just I'll kind of want to change the subject a little bit um, and talk a little bit about Italy because I was am very fortunate many years to go to visit Italy um, where I had a very interesting experience of having a pizza with broccoli and peas on it. <laughs> it was very strange. 
but um, that was because I was at the Vatican and I just went to a close tourist, you know, attraction kind of thing. And I think they were trying to westernise my taste buds. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. But from somebody that w- would like to visit and travel to Italy, um, can you recommend a favourite location and why? Oh, I might be boring and um, <laughs> because it's so famous. Uh, but I really um, – I live close to the Tuscany Hills and um, oh, okay. I – just used to go there anytime I could because it would target all the whole aspect of my personality. It would give me nourishing food for my body, a little bit of uh, nice wine for my soul, oh. <laughs> and uh, just uh, um, the view and those gentle hills, just, um, I don't know, the colors of the landscape and nature, just peace to my heart and calm and it was like uh, just looking at nature was like having a meditation or something mm. yeah just beautiful for me would make me feel peaceful and recharged for anything I had to go back home and do okay so if we were to fly into Rome hire a car and go straight go via the <laughs> via the cheese and wine and bread place and um, pick up a little bit of a picnic um, basket and head out to the Tuscan Hills and that's that would be a, a, a good thing that you would recommend we do. Yes, and surely uh, just don't go to Florence, Venice, Rome and Milan because they are beautiful but um, I guess one day there is more than enough and just um, get your car and go to the Tuscany Hills, drive around and stop in those little um, beautiful old towns mm. where the food is very genuine, traditional and authentic mm. and you don't get the pizza with um, the <laughs> pineapple or something. Yeah. Bro- bro- and broccoli. <laughs> and broccoli, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, that's, yeah, that's been um, brilliant. Thank you so much, um, Sarah. I guess in, in final closing, um, what would be your key piece of advice that you could share with our listeners on, you know, feeding a family from scratch, particularly when you're so exhausted? Well, choose a day that you're actually not exhausted mm. and um, you've been resting and you have got some energies to actually think because I know some days I can't. Um, go out, go to the markets, go, even if you can't go to the markets and you just can go to the supermarket, but make a choice of things that are good and not good for you. Uh, get the good ones, bring them home and cook and get organized with containers and a nice freezer. And um, that will be your place to go to for fast food because it's going to be fast, but at least it's your food. And it's nutritious and, um, yeah, it will set you up for health. That is brilliant advice. Absolutely brilliant advice because we all, as shift workers, we all have our rostered days off, um, I guess, from a work perspective. So that's definitely very doable. And it's usually on those rostered days off where we're the first one, we might be exhausted. But by the second one, you know, (laughs) we've got a little bit more energy back. And that, as you said, it's, yeah, that's a good time to to um, do the prep work and so forth. So that's excellent. Yeah, really good advice. Thank you so much, um, Sarah. And and thank you so very, very much for being on the podcast this morning. I've learnt so much um, about you and, and what you're doing um, and from a, obviously a nutritional student perspective, it's also been quite interesting. And I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed listening more about you as well. So, 
Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So that's it for today's um, edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback. And there are many ways you can do this via my Facebook page, The Healthy Shift Worker, through my website, healthyshiftworker.com, or you can visit The Wellness Couch at thewellnesscouch.com and leave a comment there. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit. And you can also leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store, which will help me to spread the healthy shift worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. If you'd like access to more free resources, including my newsletter, just visit my website, healthyshiftworker.com, and you can enter your name and email address. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you can possibly be despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.